Shalom to all. Today we learn Masachas Ksubas Parachas Mishnah Dalar Mishnah Hey, and today's Mishnah is being learned Beschos Esther Bas Rachel Shishi B'Zachar Afin Josiva Kagon Bekarav Mamish. Now, in the previous Mishnah we discussed the difference of a woman inheriting payers that were attached or detached from the ground, and what's supposed to be done. And the Chambet said that if she inherited payers that were attached to the ground, that's considered just like regular payers that the husband's allowed to benefit from, and he could eat all them up. And it's only if she inherits payers that are detached from the ground, those payers belong to her. That's considered the Karen, and therefore the husband would have to sell them, buy property with them, and he would only be able to benefit from the pay rise of that karka. Now, Mishad Dalad puts this into a rule. Rib Shimon Oim Rib Shimon says, In a situation where he has a strong kayach when she comes into the marriage, he has a weak kayach when she's leaving the marriage. In a situation where he has a weak kayach when she comes into the marriage, he has a strong kayach when she's leaving the marriage. What does this mean? So, if we're talking about pairs that are attached to the ground, when she comes into to the marriage, if she brings such pairs in, Shalai, those pairs belong to him, like we just said. And when she's leaving the marriage, meaning when he divorces her, if her property has pairs that's attached to the ground, Shalai, those belong to her. Whereas when we're dealing with pairs that are detached from the ground, when she comes into the marriage, those pairs belong to her. Whereas when she's leaving the marriage, when he's divorcing her, if her properties had produced fruits and they already got detached from the ground, those belong to him and not to her. Moving on to Mishnah Hay, the Mishnah tells us, let's say old Avadim and Shvachas fall to her. And these old Avadim and Shvachas don't really have too much use. So how is he able to benefit from the pay rice? He should sell them, and he buys karka with that money, and then he can benefit from the pay rise of that karka. However, Rabshim Gamlil says, he's not allowed to sell them, which means if she wants to prevent him from selling them, she could do so. Why? Because this is considered the Shavach Beisavia. This is like a status symbol, if you will, of her father's house. This is something that's chasher for her and for her father's house, and everyone knows that these are the Avadim Shvachais of her father's house, and therefore, even though they don't have too much use because they're old, she could prevent him from selling them. And similarly, let's say old olive trees and grapevines fall to her, and they're not really producing too much fruit, so the husband's allowed to sell them for their wood, and then take that money and buy property with it, and he gets a benefit from the pay rise of the karka. However, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Loi Simkar, she could prevent him from selling them if she wants. Because this is considered This is the status symbol of her father's house, and even though they don't produce much, still she can prevent him from selling them. Now the Mishnah goes on to something else. A man invested money, he spent money on his wife's property, and now he's divorcing her, and he wants to get paid back for what he invested. Let's say he spent a lot of money, and he only ate very little, or he spent a little and he ate a lot. Whatever he spent, he spent. Whatever he ate, he ate. And he can't claim any of his money back. And that's because he already benefited from the property. Let's say he invested $100 into the apple orchard and he only ate $10 worth of apples. Or he invested $10 and he ate $100 worth of apples. In both these scenarios, since he received some sort of benefit, he's not able to claim any money back. However, let's say he spent money, he invested in a property, and he never got to actually benefit from any of the money that he invested. So then, he could swear how much money he invested, and then he gets that money back. And that's only if it's proportionate or less than the amount of shevach, the amount of gain that the property produced. However, if he invested $100 and the property only produced 10, so we're not going to pay him that $100 that he invested, and he gets a maximum of 10. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Vav and Zion. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.